0: Hello and welcome to MLW Confusion. I'm your host, Rob Cameron, bringing you all that you may or may not need to know about Major League Wrestling and its television programming. Today, we are going to talk about Intimidation Games, main event Minoru Suzuki challenges for the MLW World Heavyweight Championship against Satoshi Kojima. But first, of course, the news. Uh, first and most uh, possibly biggest like crossover thing... Of the past week for MLW was the announcement that Alex Kane will be participating in Mania. Uh, Wale is a big professional wrestling fan and obviously a very popular uh, rapper and musician. Hosts his own Wrestlemania-style party the weekend of Wrestlemania, and it looks like Alex Kane is going to be one of the big guests of honor. So shout out to Alex Kane, uh, and this is well, like some good news to come out of the promotional machine for MLW. Of course, they're not talking about it terribly much outside of just one lone retweet in other news we have the debut of Kosei Fujita that will take place at War Chamber he is a relative newbie to the New Japan ranks Uh, he is also a member of uh, TMDK uh, the mighty don't kneel Uh, so we will see what he does who he battles uh here in the near future but that's just a reminder that war chamber itself will be march 29th at the coliseum in tampa florida And last but not least, of course, we have some matches that are going to uh, round out uh, the B in sports taping of tonight's Intimidation Games. Of course, this is in the Melrose Ballroom in New York City. Uh, This will be the next part of the next YouTube special which i didn't write down the name it's like it begins again something of the like something i thought was kind of lame so i didn't commit it to memory at this point uh but we do have a couple of matches to come out of it the first of which is the in-ring debut of flop Dalla himself aj francis he'll be taking on mr thomas and what i what could only be described as a certified barn burner uh francis has targeted uh alex kane and i don't know sprouted some mumbo jumbo that i'm not even sure he believes because that's how crazy it is but he's doing it anyway comparing himself to uh the black panther movie characters and whatnot uh but yeah so right now it looks like he's going to take out mr thomas first we also have a scramble announced uh six person scramble as the notorious big brett ryan goslin takes on uh ichiban and love doug and jeff cannonball and marcus mathers and dylan mckay Dylan McKay and Marcus Mathers are a tag team known as Wasted Youth, who also happen to be the number one contenders for the MLW Tag Team Championship, but here they are in another multi-person match, this time technically on opposing ends of that their match. Uh, It'll be great. It'll be a big cluster, so I can't complain about it too much. Uh, Just think the addition of uh, Mathers and McKay is kind of random and kind of a waste of youth, if you will anywho those are just the two matches that have been announced this week we also have a lucha libre espectacular as star jr presented by selena de la renta will take on cesar duran's magnus cozy max will have an open contract fight for the number one contendership for the featherweight championship delmi exo battles the Federette zeta and then of course the two matches that we have just announced so uh, that there will be in sports thing will be in about two weeks. Uh we'll see how it turns out. So more news on that, you know, in the upcoming weeks. But but we are really here to talk about intimidation games, so let's let's talk about it. Was it really all that intimidation and all intimidating? I don't I mean, uh, let you be the judge of that. Let's talk about it. Uh, of course, we have our opening video package running down the card for tonight, as does Joe Dombrowski and Christian Cole. They are our commentary duo here tonight. Cole, has, this is, I believe, his second uh, big show taping for MLW uh and he he is held down the fort rather well I must say uh but it looks like we're going to start things off rather hot as the MLW uh, middleweight championship is on the line as Rocky Romero presented by Selena De La Renta looks to defend against Místico with Cesar Duran himself uh this is a continuation of the war that has uh has continued to brew since el jefe has made his return to the promotion uh targeting selena de la renta since she, well she's the one that had him kidnapped so uh, i guess i guess that makes sense anyway uh but uh we've been going you know they've targeted uh rocky because he's kind of the centerpiece uh, for the most part, of is Dorado. He's actually managed to turn away all comers up to this point. We'll see if tonight will be any different. Uh, Cesar introduces Mystico. Jesus Rodriguez introduces Rocky. Uh, we get preemptive This Is Awesome chance, And it's a wee bit premature, if you ask me. Uh, but spoiler alert, they're not necessarily wrong. We start the match off a touch on the slow slide. I mean, slow speed-wise, I just... Thoroughly fascinating to watch. As Rocky and Mystico trade holes, uh, he powers out of a surfboard-type maneuver. Uh, Rocky, though, takes advantage with some strikes, cuts off a tope suicida by Mystico to hit one of his own. Uh, Rocky does damage outside the ring before coming back and uh, really... Like, really mocks the crowd and starts going after Mystico's mask, which is a big, big no-no in Lucha Libre, if you weren't aware of that. Uh, Rocky takes over, working over Mystico's lower back, because, you know, if you can't move proper, you can't fly. Can't fly, you're not Mystico. Anywho... Moving on to the actual match. Well, it's still going on as I'm rattling on it incoher- incoherently. Uh, Mystico makes space with some he- head scissors and a tope suicida. They fight on the ring apron. However, there's too much mocking going on. And Rocky hits a play which, by the way, if you didn't know, was the hardest part of the ring. Uh... We get a sliced Rocky for two. Uh, springboard Super Rana by Mystico only gets two as well. We get a double down. boo strikes. Springboard Crossbody by Mystico only gets two. Things are picking up. Romero hits Crunchy, and it only gets two. It's the uh, over-the-shoulder pile driver type maneuver. And Rocky can't believe it. That's been like his uh, kill, uh, killing blow finisher for one of the sliced Rocky doesn't work. And Mystico done kicked out of it. Uh, solo Spanish fly only gets a two count, and Joe almost calls it correctly. He called it a Spanish fly, and it happened to be from the correct position for once, uh, but it's only a solo Spanish fly, because, you know, a real Spanish fly is a tandem-type maneuver. However, I'll I'll allow it, just because it's so close. It's just so close. It's a boot on the moonsault attempt, uh, however, he does serve a dish of power slam to get a two off of that, uh... Avalanche Slice Rocky, that is, off the top rope, if you weren't aware of that one, only gets a two-count. Now, like, things have totally just, like, break it down. Mystico hits a Destroyer, that only gets two, uh, also upsets me. However, he follows that up with La Mystica, and Rocky taps in short order, mostly because his arm had been thoroughly ripped out of its socket by the maneuver itself. We have a new middleweight champion as Mystico makes Rocky Romero submit. Selena is incensed. We're having a party in the ring with uh, Cesar Duran and Mystico. Uh he lays down a challenge for like an immediate remask Lucha de Apuesta, hair versus mask. Rocky teases that he is going to accept it and then just nope's out, uh just leaving the new champ in the ring with Cesar Duran. And this match, a lot of fun. Uh, it wasn't quite the fast-paced affair you might expect from Mystico, uh, but they told a good story, mostly because Rocky was in control for most of it. And, like, yes, he does work Lucha, but he does work a slower, more uh, methodical style, and it definitely showed here this match, and totally worth it, though, with Mystico popping out the big spots as needed. Uh, Rocky Romero is uh, really underrated with his uh, facial and body language when he sells... Uh, maneuvers and the surprise of like not getting the win uh that was really good uh a lot of playing to the crowd crowd was super hot for that which helped the match out an awful lot so uh yeah yeah if you have if you haven't caught the show yet this is probably the match of the night the match that you definitely want to catch in terms of like traditional wrestling um just because it had it, it had all the drama has all the lucha got all the flips and the flops while telling a good story in the meanwhile following this we go we don't get much time to take a break we do get a brief video highlighting the feud between the calling and calling 2.0 uh so it's our next match the calling versus two point uh, calling two new york city street fight the calling is being represented by ricky Page and sammy callahan the calling two that is not their official name or even their pretend name it's just something i came up with to sound clever is akira and jake christ uh, though raven did at the last show did align with uh, this here new calling there is no entrance for calling 2.0. They just charge the ring, so we're just going to have street fight right now. No rules, just pinfalls and submissions. The only way to end it. this here match, dual Tope Suicidas. Uh, both both of our calling 2.0 guys flop off the top rope. Uh, luckily, though, for the calling, Ricky Champage is there with the chair. Just is up teeing off on everybody. In the process of life, Sammy Callahan tees off and... Well, gonna use that analogy again, because no script here, ladies and gentlemen. Callahan chops the post, though, after spitting on his hand a couple of times for good measure. Uh Kira, Kira comes through with the Northern Lights, which I jumped over my line. Um... But so that's Chris and Callahan outside the ring, chop the ring post. Akira's inside the ring wanting to fight RSP because those two are like the original calling dudes and now are in the blood feud and everyone else is just collateral damage. Uh, so those two are teeing off at each other in the ring. Ricky Shane Page hits a Swanton bomb for two. However, Kira comes through with a Northern Light suplex, gets a, gets a two count off that. Uh, Callahan and Chris come back in the ring. We're taking turns in and out here. Uh, Chris gets T-boned onto an open chair. Only gets two out of that. Uh, two off that. That looked like it hurt. Uh, Chris does fire back, but eats a forearm while he's diving off the ring apron. Uh, Kira is in the is in the ring as uh, the calling get ring boards. So Kira wants the fight. He wants. Well, he wants the beating that is coming his way. Uh, don't know about that. Uh, but then no one said he was smart. They just said he was tough. Uh, so the calling oblige his beating to uh, one advantage. He is sent into a board, only gets... Two off uh, the hip toss off that. Uh, Jake Christ comes in, but he gets beaten down. The numbers game are just too much for him as well. Akira is sent into the other board. Two can off of that as well, uh, and then is proceeded to be beaten with said bo- boards by both guys. Jake Christ out of nowhere though with the cutter off the top rope only gets two. Akira locks in a cross arm breaker after a splash assist by Christ on the uh, by. Why did I write chair there? It doesn't matter, though. The important thing is, is now Jeff Cannonball is just wandering around the ring and diving around, trying to find some tools to, of torture, but instead finds the Blue Meanie, which may be its own tool of torture. Never mind that, though. Cannonball and the Blue Meanie are fighting their way to the back. Chris is battling Ricky Page over a backslide when Callahan just takes Chris to Dick Kick City, Backslide one two three the calling win. Um, before we get on to like what happens next, I just want to point out that this here street fight ended with a backslide. Who had that on their bingo cards? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, yes, it was assisted by a kick to the dick. It was a low blow. Low blows bound to take most folks out. But a backslide in a street fight? <laughs> Who does that? ricochet Shane Page. ricochet Page says that. Uh, but yeah so we got more more stuff is going to happen and by going to happen i mean it's happening right now the calling continue their beatdown, so we have this fight going on in the ring when raven appears on the screen talking about the civil war that's coming between the calling factions over carcosa uh he says that you know he made the calling but you know they split, they missed the point of everything. And so he has this new group, and you could call this group the response. <laughs> so we have a call and response here uh, going on. And uh, Ricky Shane Pre- Page mocks Raymond, Raymond, Ramen, yeah, Man Craven, I don't know come up with some other things we can we can call raven this derogatory i guess uh but quote the uh, quote the calling never more uh match uh it was not for everyone the street fights are kind of you know their own bag i enjoyed it because there was just stuff going on the entire time there was there really wasn't much in the line of like rest breaks it was just a car crash bang 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 and then, of course, like, Jake Chris comes in, like, out of nowhere with his diving cutter. We ended the match at the backslide, so, like, it's all crazy-go-nuts, and so I enjoyed it. But I could, I can could understand the arguments why someone may not have enjoyed it. Leaving it at that. Uh, in the meanwhile, we get the announcement that Timothy Thatcher is coming back to MLW. He's going to be back at War Chamber as well. Uh, we haven't seen him in over a year when he done, like, got concussed in a match with Tracy... Tracy Williams, so I'm glad that Thatcher is healthy, I mean, I know he's healthy, he's been wrestling around for the last year or so, Uh, but I'm glad to see him back in action, because I'm a big Timothy Thatcher fan, uh, and like his work in MLW. Uh, We also get a bathroom promo from WTF, Filthy Tom going over how they're going to win the tag team championships tonight as david boy smith jr takes a pee when david boy is done taking a pee he puts his hands on everybody uh didn't wash his hands so he is now the gross one of the group who would have thought uh but yeah tag team title match go is coming up here in the future uh however first we have the return of Bobby Fish. Uh he is taking on Alex Kane with Mr. Thomas. And I just wanna like I I, I, I should be the last guy to like be body shaming folks. But like, when did Bobby Fish get a tummy? He's like a tummy fish now. Like, cool. Uh but that being said, like that that is all I'm gonna say about it because Lord knows I I am I am an open weight as my weight continuously expands. And you know, Fish is entering middle age, so, like, even if he was, you know, living in the gym, there's a chance he may still have a tummy. Uh, But, you know, cardio, cardio's still there, and it's getting a workout tonight with the former champ in the form of Alex Kane. Uh, Kane locks in a headlock. He uh, doesn't really want to let go. Takes him a bit to be forced out of that position. Uh, However, Fish does force him out with a bounce off the ropes, tries to get some space to get some strikes in. Kicking it up, Memphis style, complaining about hair pulls and cheating, lots of crowd stick, which I'm kind of surprised uh that that he's going that route, because he's always been kind of just like Johnny Russell's good. And and by Russell's good, and I mean mostly Johnny Kick's good. Uh, but he does get those kicks in. Uh fade to black does get locked in early, but he gets uh, Kane gets sent into the corner, backed into the corner and we get a lo- and we get a like a low kick out of that low blow. So we get our t- a second dick kick of the night. Um so that's that's how we're playing things. That is how we're going to play things. Low blows and Memphis style wrestling. Uh yeah, which I didn't expect that for uh for Bobby Fish. Uh Kane does get a bit of a rest outside the ring. Um before uh, you know, really selling that low blow, uh, Fish talks too much, and uh, this allows Kane to come back, hits a crash landing for two. Now Fish gets a chance to breathe for a bit. Kane gets ready to set him up for that apron splash, but he gets his knee kicked out of his leg, uh, and then caught on the ropes. He gets, uh, yeah. He- Bunches of kicks in the stomach. uh. But once we get back into the ring, takes over, man. That's what he does. More suplexes, a uh, big exploder, spear for two. And it kind of looked like it knocked Kane Loopy off that one. Uh, fade to black is then locked in. Uh, Fish almost makes it to the ropes and then just kind of like passes out. And the ref stops the fight like out of nowhere. Can't, uh, he's gone. But, like, whatever, man. That's, that's how the cookie crumbles. Your winner. Alex Kane. Um you may know, have noticed like how much I stumbled over this match. And that's really because I don't know what to make of it. Like it just seemed weird and clunky. Uh and just didn't really go anywhere. <laughs> like I, I don't know. Like we started off with some like Memphis shenanigans and then we just slugged along. And it just it just it was there. It happened, like, and really did nothing. Uh, but speaking of things that may or may not do nothing, oh, I wish they do nothing. Uh, Kane gets on the mic. He talks about, you know, Beaumier is back. This is one back in the win column. You know, we're going for more. When he's interrupted live this time by Flop Dalla himself, AJ Francis. Uh, <laughs> Francis... Like, basically says a bunch of nothing. Like, completely wasted my time. The only thing I got out of this, and we'll see where it goes, is that he implies that a member of the Bomaye camp is not loyal to Kane. And really, I mean, anymore, the Bomaye, at least functionally speaking in MLW, is pretty much just Kane, Mr. Thomas, and Faye Jackson. And let's be real about this. I'm not sure anyone would care if Faye Jackson turned, so I assume going out on a limb here that if there's going to be a turn it's going to be mr thomas which will be extra interesting because him and him and uh, francis are supposed to be battling here at the next big event uh but yeah so like it was kind of a nothing burger of a match and it was even less of a burger like after the fact because let's be real about it francis is kind of a waste of space with an overinflated ego but you know, that's just one lonely Neckbeard's opinion. I know he's got me talking about him, so I guess he wins this round, pulled one over on me. So I'm so upset the fact that he got one over on me. I need to go take a break. Go and get me an energy drink. So let's go uh, take a break for a moment, get energy drink, or do whatever else you do during this here uh, ad that helps pay my bills. And in the meanwhile, uh, we'll be back in momento. If you're like me, sometimes you need to pick me up to get you through the day. I drink Ray's Energy for that pickup. Ray's comes in a bunch of different flavors, and more recently, Italian ice, which is great, by the way. And it contains no sugar, so there's no crash after you drink it. And really, like best of all, if you go through me and go to wetrepsports.com, use my code CAS, you get 15% off your order. So also, be like CAS, drink Ray's Energy. All right, we are back, and it is time for our Tag Team Championship match. It is WTF with Mr. St. Laurent in a giant motorcycle helmet. Uh, this batch consisting of Dave Boy Smith Jr., and t- Filthy Tom Lawler taking on the Second Gear crew. fear uh, It's supposed to be like a regular match, but it's MLW, so there's no such thing as a regular match. It's, it, it's cool. It'll be fine. Uh, but yeah, WTF has been searching for gold for quite some time and haven't done a very good job of finding it. Uh, they do, however, have victories individually over both members of the Second Gear crew. Uh, we'll, we'll see if that goes anywhere here tonight. Well, look, uh, we're not even... Uh, not even gonna wait for proper entrances uh as soon as the second gear cruise music come out they come out clink belts and just have at it as they charge the ring Bell doesn't even bother with the ring we're just gonna brawl around the ringside it's Ma- it's uh, manders and filthy tom pairing off with uh D- dave boy smith and matthew justice pairing off on the other side uh lawler <laughs> lawler gets his uh shirt wrapped around his head and eats some strikes off that. Uh, luckily, though, Davey Boy Smith seems to be pretty competent and is willing to save his partner after dispatching justice. Uh, match starts officially as uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. works over Mander's In the ring, Uh, Lawler gets tagged in. He locks in a Mike Rotunda-style abdominal stretch, going for the assistance of his partner. Solid tag team wrestling between the WTF faction. Uh, We finally get a hot tag, though, off a double tag. Uh, Excuse me. Not quite yet, though, because... uh, (laughs) Matthew Justice has to come in. So I'm just, like, so excited. I'm just skipping over my notes. Also, it's, you know, after 10 p.m. And I'm recording a podcast, despite, you know, working a real job and all that good stuff. So, uh, you know, master professionalism over here. Anywho, yeah. So looks like Dave Boy Smith is going to try to reopen that forehead of Manders. Luckily, Justice saves him. That, that is kind of getting our impetus to give Manders, you know, some fresh air to breathe to get the hot tag uh double team well attempted double team because there's a double tag Justice though cleans house double shoulder tackle off the top rope splashes in the corner for everybody manders is like immediately tagged back in which is terrible tag team logic on that one uh and he is just immediately chickened uh eats a power slam but it wasn't the uh, bulldog power slam so he gets to kick out of that uh like crew do come back hit a sweet and sour combination but the ref is pulled out of the ring by lawler you'd think you know if they were friends with good brother number three he'd be out helping or the fact that there's two one called Manders roaming this here earth you know maybe a second one the second one would be out there to helping I don't know maybe he's just collecting checks in Iowa or something I don't know but y- you know you think Somebody would help out when you have, like, a numbers disadvantage such as this. But, nope, that's not what the second gear crew does here in MLW. Uh, So, we get a Steiner DDT through tables. That only gets two, though, mostly because, you know, the, the ref hit his head on the floor and might be dead. Except for the part where he's woken up to come in and count a two count. Uh, after that, like things just kind of like break down. Mr. Saint Laurent gets involved. Brett Ryan Goslin is out now. Like I guess he's officially a member of WTF because he's wearing the T-shirt. Uh, and somehow in the in the carnage, Davey Boy Smith gets Mr. Saint Laurent's helmet. Dinks Manders in the head because Manders couldn't see that one coming a mile away, and. Who knew Manders' head wasn't just, like, made of metal or something? You'd think with his thick skull, like, that wouldn't have hurt him. But it hurt him quite a bit, and hurt him so bad that he got pinned by Tom Lawler. Got rolled up after getting donked in the head with a motorcycle helmet. One, two, three, and new. MLW Tag Team Champions, WTF Tom Lawler and Davey Boy Smith Jr. A solid match to be had. Like I wanted to give it higher, some higher ratings, but like, eh. you know, it had a neat spot at the table. Uh, but we, there's just so much like weird shenanigans to be had in this match with Brett Ryan Goslin showing up for, like, no good reason. Like, they've never properly explained, like, why he's in WTF now, outside of being, like, the BFF of Zeta, which I still don't think they've properly explained that one either. Uh, but I guess uh, Becca's not coming back, so gotta do something else to fill the time. Um, but, yeah, uh, they're finally doing something with WTF, which they probably should have done a while ago, but... Again, what do I know? At least they finally got to do something, uh, so I will give them that. But like, it was it was all right of a match. It I just I don't know was missing something to me. I, I'm not sure what it was, and it wasn't just me, Popio Manders. There was just I I think it's just that WTF has been treated like such a joke up to this point that them like winning the title kind of means nothing. Like I I think that's I think that's what how why I'm feeling that way, and I could be wrong. It could be something else. It could just be exhaustion, but. You know that's 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 where we're at. Like, WTF has been treated pretty much like jokes outside of like lead, outside of like the immediate lead up to this here tag title match. Well, just never mind that. You know, Lawler's already lost a tag team title match to the Second Gear Crew in a different configuration. But hey, you know it is what it is. At least they're finally like trying to do something. With WTF besides just have them lose big matches. Following this, we get a promo from Mads Kruger. He's got his Warriors trained to be unleashed for one last war in MLW. Uh, following this, I had some monitor issues, but I'm told that bad dude Tito made his debut and promptly lost his match. So uh, good job, Tito. Uh, hope you come back. Bring your vodka with you, because your vodka is pretty good, actually. Uh, following this, we have our $5,000 challenge for the Featherweight Championship, possibly. But... Uh, It is uh, $5,000, five minutes with Janai Kai. If you uh, last five minutes with her, you get five grand. And I assume with it, you could probably get a a featherweight championship shot out of this. It is an open challenge. Don't know who it is. Uh, You know, is it going to be someone cool? Or are we going to get something out of this? And it is a Zoe Cannon. I think she's she's allegedly a bombshell. I think that's what they called her. Anyway, she gets a push kick and a Yakuza kick in the corner. And the match is called off in about five seconds. That's it. That is literally it. Like, there's no shenanigans afterwards. There's nobody to, like, challenge Kai after the fact. There's no big debut. It is literally... like, I I don't even want to call it a squash because squashes imply there's a bit more action. But it was just five seconds and with no follow-up. The closest we get to follow-up is Cesar Duran in his office giving an applause and he's like oh that was an entertaining squash match which he is being generous generous on that uh he does lay down a gauntlet for Selena de la Renta for war chamber to bring her best luchadores for that so we will see if she accepts and who she brings down uh but they just kind of Threw off the featherweights off that one, which is so weird, considering, like, the last event, like, was so featherweight heavy and, like, was a good, it was a good showing for the featherweights. And then we just have this joke of a match that literally didn't go anywhere. Like, it actually, the fact that, like, that it it didn't go anywhere so hard actually upsets me. Like, they could have used this to build up something uh, or build up someone and they didn't. Like, like, I get upset by way too easily about certain things. But, like, this kind of insulted me as a fan. I'm not going to lie. I'm, uh, I'm not going to lie. And I think it's just best. Like, there's so many, so many ways I can complain about this. So, I'm just going to move on. Luckily, though. Luckily. It is time for our main event of the evening. MLW World Heavyweight Championship. Minoru Suzuki takes on the leader of the Bread Club and the first and only two-time MLW World Heavyweight Champion, uh, Satoshi Kojima. And this is this is interesting. One, because I thoroughly enjoy both these gentlemen, but they actually do have extensive history with each other that they haven't really covered until Joe Dombrowski ripped off my research tonight. Uh, noting that, one, Suzuki actually holds the edge in competition uh, against Kojima. Their singles win-loss records uh, is like uh, six and four, uh, favoring Suzuki. And two, like this is more general knowledge, uh, but Suzuki is like big return to New Japan was at the expense of Kojima. Kojima formed a faction called uh, Koji- uh, Kojima Goon, except you might better know this group as Suzuki Goon, because, sw- uh, spoiler alert, Suzuki came in stole the faction and beat up kojima uh so yeah there's an extensive history between these two competitors and we're going to see the latest chapter here tonight for the richest prize in major league wrestling match starts off uh, with some head games like they, they both competitors just take turns going to the ropes and hitting a cheap shot. Though it looks like Suzuki's cheap shot hurt a lot more because he just went in with like a kidney punch and just dropped Kojima. And Kojima like went for a chop, which everyone knows that Suzuki's mostly immune to chops off that. Uh, but that just, you know, as I said, he just shrugs it off he's immune to chops so he's like we we should have a chop off and so we have a chop off in the center of the uh, ring which suzuki ultimately loses thanks to a shoulder tackle Uh, they go outside the ring to trade strikes which suzuki takes over on that he starts working over kojima's leg uh uh, kojima's getting over uh, i believe they said it was an mcl tear and he actually hasn't wrestled in about a month, so it's like a legit injury that he has, uh, and it's not going to get any better when it's getting wrapped around a ring post. It's just getting stretched outside the ring. Uh, go uh, before we go inside. Suzuki's in full dick mode. He kicks down Okamura, who is uh, Kojima's second and his tag team partner, in Cozy Max. So at this point, like Suzuki just stops caring, gives no f's. And is in full, like, no-respect mode. Uh, Joe really puts over, like, what a dickbag Suzuki is. And even, like, puts over, like, in a realm where we have wrestling managers, like, who would want to put their name with Suzuki's? And I'm, like, I'm sitting here going, well, you know what? I would. You know, I will break out the Robbie Sion persona, and I will totally sign on with Minoru Suzuki because, one... He's a verified legend in this sport. And two, well, I don't need to control him. He's Suzuki. Just let him go out and do his own thing, and titles will eventually fall my way. And if titles don't fall my way, well, we have chaos. And that is sometimes just as delicious. Anywho, though, that's not the point. I'm not going to have philosophical discussions about having referees. Uh, instead, we we have a world championship match, and it is just a cat-and-mouse chess game. Like, it, like, whereas the first match was filled with, like, these hope spots and fast-moving actions, this match was slow and methodical with Suzuki just picking apart one body part at a time of Kojima and just having fun with it like he is happy as a clam as he's just stretching out his old-time rival uh inside the ring like we continue to work the leg lots of leg bars and leg grapevines uh Suzuki you know does like get some uh you know offense against him uh Kojima tries to fire back but usually just you know gets put out like most notably by a headbutt and another leg lock uh Kojima does come back to uh, hit those machine gun chops in the corner, but of course, once again, Suzuki is pretty much immune to chops, and he just... he welcomes them. He, he kind of wants more. Like, he's la- almost laughing at this point. Uh, though, by round three, he seems to be kind of tired out. But, you know who's more tired? Kojima. Uh, this allows Suzuki to, you know get more in uh some big kicks in the matter uh however we get some more strikes back and forth in the ring uh suzuki rocks kojima with a batch of forearms so uh, all that striking led to nothing except for this snap cutter out of nowhere gonna take the cutter uh suzuki though ducks a lariat and takes out kojima's knees uh suzuki goes for the rear naked choke and instead of just lock- keeping it locked in to get the submission, he lets go of it and goes for a pinfall. Only gets two out of that and, well, let's face it, uh, Minoru Suzuki. So there we go. Uh, get my guys mixed up now because, oh, yeah, this is the stuff, man. Uh, Suzuki thoroughly enjo- like seemed to enjoy that. Like, he was not upset about the two count. Like, th- that was just the like the equivalent of a cat playing with their food. Like that. he's got his mouse he's not going to kill him he's, he's just going to play with him a bit uh, but goes for a second riddick and choke attempt goes for it does look like he's going to go for the finish the gotch style pile driver however Kojima powers out and hits a flash left-handed l- lariat out of that um, can't capitalize on it though uh, Suzuki kicks the arm out for a second lariat attempt uh, but gets eats a left-handed lariat Gets a two count off of that. Suzuki finally powers up enough to bounce off the ropes. Take, or excuse me, Kojima powers up. Takes all the steam, all the power he can muster. Finally just takes Suzuki's head off with one final lariat. One, two, three. Your winner and still MLW World Heavyweight Champion and the leader of the bread club, Satoshi Kojima. Uh, From there, like the match, the show just kind of like bloop. It's over. Uh, so, like, nothing nothing for me to talk about um, in terms of shenanigans. Uh, again, this match, like, I could, I could see an argument where someone might not like this match. Because it was very... The pace of it was very slow. Uh, but, again, like, Suzuki has this charisma about him. That you're going to watch it because he's such a sadistic bastard. And really gets off on hurting his opponent. And, like, despite the, you know, despite the both competitors' age, you know, Kojima had to fight fight for his life really to uh come back to pick up the victory and took like three lariats to do so um so like it it, this was a very much kind of an old school style ugly thumping match and it was great loved it uh so it helped kind of like despite like maybe my lack of energy recounting this really helped save the show for me because like i felt for the most part like like, after the first match, it was just kind of like... <laughs> uh, you know, the opener was great. Opener's great. Uh, the, the street fight was fairly entertaining, just because there wasn't a dull moment to be had off that. You know, the tag team match was eh, like, it was alright, but, like, the rest of the matches were just kind of there at best, or a complete and utter joke, like, the featherweight match, uh, so this was kind of a great way to bring the crowd back into the things, which is great because the crowd was actually hot all night long, so that was really good to see as well, so was Intimidation Games intimidating? Not particularly, It wasn't their finest showing off that, um, you know, it's, you know, I, I like to... I paint things positively. Like, they all can't be bangers. There was nothing wholly offensive about this here show. Like, some things I made... Mountains out of... Or uh, Mountains out of Mohills. Like, they're not catastrophic, despite, like, how angry that featherweight match made me. Um, But nothing catastrophic. Um, You know, so... You know, I th- I definitely think I think you got your money's worth tonight. Um and we'll see those who got live who went live if they'll get their money's worth with the next big event coming up in a couple of weeks. Um but that being said, you know, ultimately I felt like the middleweight championship match alone was worth the price of admission. It was a great match. And then for me personally just being totally biased like I'm a referee or something, uh, the main event like i i just i i love Minoru suzuki and i've I, i'm an unabashed member of the bread club as well so you know whatever uh just let you know feel free to disagree with me though let me know what you think hit me up in the comment section hit me up on social media uh you know if you really if you're really cool go check out the patreon help support this here little podcast let me you know basically give me money to help support professional wrestling that's kind of what I do with y'all's money. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, stay tuned. Find out the best ways to help support this here podcast. Uh, I don't know, take a nap or something. Actually, what I'm really going to do is make the prep work. Uh, we talked with uh, Iowa standout independent wrestler JT Energy the other night. Uh, I haven't got that edited down yet just because Intimidation Games came tonight. Uh, so we'll be, so we'll be on the lookout for that in the near future. Uh, but in the meanwhile, I'll see you guys next week. MLW Confusion is a weekly podcast that is written and performed by Rob Kammer and is hosted on Spotify for podcasters. MLW Confusion is part of the Urban Wrestling Network. You can check out the Major League Pod, amongst other shows, on YouTube at Urban Wrestling NW. The background music for this section is Ruined My Day, performed by Alan Schroeder. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support, please like, subscribe, and tell your friends, family, and enemies leaving a review is also helpful as word of mouth advertisement is very important for small podcasts such as this my social media links can be found in the description below but twitter and instagram are at the nova of Cass, t-h-e-n-o-v-a-o-f-c-a-s-s and facebook is at mlw confusion all one word if you'd like to support monetarily and help upgrade my equipment please check out my virtual tip jar at www.kofi.com slash Casanova. If you prefer more bang for your buck, you can go to patreon.com slash Casanova, whereas for as little as $2, backers get access to the podcast early and ad-free, plus other weekly exclusive content such as at home.exe, the Patreon-exclusive podcast. So, join the crew that is headed up by Keith Wynn, Alan Schroeder, alex mccarthy and the false prophet and check it all out you can also find t-shirts coffee mugs and other merch at the confusion podcast store on teespring for business inquiries such as ads and sponsorships please email at rz that's k-a-m-e-r-e-r at comcast.net thank you all for listening